0: where my handle is at turkey hitman and i will be sure to follow you back and now for this week's show Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 232, a Mississippi turkey story. And I am your host and the guy who is currently analyzing and researching turkey hunting mystery number 2,234,927. And I need to get it figured out pretty quickly because we are 18 days, 22 hours, three minutes and four seconds away from the end of spring turkey season in Alabama. So what in the world am I talking about? the guy who is currently analyzing and researching turkey hunting mystery number 2,234,927. So let me tell you what turkey hunting mystery that is. That is the turkey hunting mystery of how all the gobblers in a certain area know to only gobble up to a certain point in time in the morning. So do they get together before fly-up time at a predetermined location and discuss Hey, tomorrow morning, we're only going to gobble until 8.17. Do not gobble anymore after 8.17 tomorrow morning. Deal? Deal. And then they part ways and go roost in their different areas that they go roost in. Do they communicate with one another telepathically so that they don't have to have a face-to-face meeting? Do they text? That's what the mystery is. I'm currently analyzing and researching, trying to figure out how in the world they know to shut it off at a particular point in time. Because the turkeys in Alabama, they do that. Oh yeah, and most of the time, they won't gobble again the rest of that day. That's fun. So hey, I'm going to be quick again today because I've got a rather long interview for you guys. The interview is actually with Evan Murphy, who lives in northeast Mississippi, and invited me to come up there and turkey hunt with him this spring. And after chatting many times by text and several times by phone, the plans were made, the trip was booked, and we made it happen. We didn't just make the trip happen. We made the killing happen happen. So I've mentioned it a couple of times over the past two weeks, but I have now marked Mississippi off of my list. And now I'm going to jump into the call with Evan Murphy and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, I am excited to tell you tonight that I have on the line with me a friend of the show, Evan Murphy. And Evan and I have a little story to share with you guys because Evan helped me put a giant check mark beside the state of Mississippi. So I have now marked Mississippi off of my list of states that I need to kill in, and that means that every state surrounding the state of Alabama I have now killed in. So I'm excited about that, and I really appreciate Evan inviting me to hunt with him, and us being able to this off so evan how are you this evening
1: i'm good i'm good thanks for asking good currently i'm just headed home from a quick afternoon hunt to got off work and just went over to the hunting place and just really just kind of, kind of see what the birds were doing kind of see if, you know what was going on with them and just ended up popping out probably a couple hundred yards from the truck and was going to plan on chipping across the field and just kind of peeked out in the field and bam there was a struggle with two hens so so that's always good even though i wasn't able to close the distance on, it was pretty good. Some of the, as you know, some of the places over there, they're pretty good sized fields. So, yeah. but yeah, it was, it's always good to see that on a quick afternoon hunt at least.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So, describe to everyone the property that we hunted this past weekend.
1: Um, The property we hunted, it's roughly, I think, just shy of 3,000 acres. For the most part, you know, your row crop, ag, ground, it's, it's set up actually. It's, in my opinion, it's set up great for turkey hunting. A lot of you know, if you're a running gun guy, it's not, in my opinion it's set up awesome for that. Just because it's a lot of a lot of just little little finger fields off to your left and right and around the bend, and just some gradual little rolling hills where it's just, it's just perfect for this kind of. You can kind of slip around once you kind of learn the property. You can kind of slip around and peek in fields, and it's just a great, great place to hunt and I'm very blessed to be pretty much the only one that turkey hunted as well so
0: <laughs> yeah I told you Friday afternoon after I met you over there and we spent gosh what would you say probably an hour and a half before it got dark yeah
1: that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably about right about an hour and a half yeah
0: I said this place is turkey heaven <laughs> and it really is. You know, it's, like Evan said, it's almost 3,000 acres, and it's probably 40 to 50% ag fields. Correct, and, I would say so. Yeah, and I think just about any wildlife biologist you ask, when you ask them, what is the perfect ratio of woods to fields for not only turkey, but deer as well. They'll tell you if you can get it to 50-50, that's about perfect. And not only is it turkey heaven, but it is deer heaven too, because we saw almost as many deer as we did turkeys.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Friday afternoon, I rolled into town and Evan had already been out and checked one piece of the, one little part of this property that we were hunting. And you saw some hens on that little piece there. Was it four hens? You said.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, as I was driving out to go meet you, yeah, just yeah, I saw just kind of four hens kind of walking across a little end of a field.
0: Yeah. So four hens by themselves, and correct. That's a little bit unusual this time of year, but you know it it could be that they're jennies and just haven't gotten back with the big flock of turkeys or maybe they left the big flock because they were feeling some pressure from some of the other turkeys there's no telling but anyway they were out and about by themselves and you and i went and set up friday afternoon on the edge of a pretty large field that you had been seeing some birds in and we didn't didn't see anything that afternoon so we loaded up and left and The plan was to get into a different part of the property, and the part of the property that we were going to Saturday morning was actually a field where you had seen a turkey or two the weekend before, is that right?
1: Yeah, just a few. (laughs) Just a few, yeah. Yeah, the weekend before, I, I hunted the same place, and yeah, that morning slipped out kind of the end of this road and we can kind of peek in this field pretty, pretty easily without being ticked off and yeah I picked out there and there were quite a few birds out there I watched them for probably I don't know probably they probably stayed up in the field to probably 9, 9.30 I watched them for a few hours and yeah there was tribe counting and I think there were I don't know roughly 50 birds and about uh, it started out there was about 5 strutters out there and they were gobbling pretty good and I guess the more they gobbled the more they were attracting other toms and by the end of the morning of watching them in the field I think there ended up being seven or eight strutters out there and roughly you know like I said 40 to 50 hens so Hmm. lots of eyes
0: (laughs) that is a lot of eyeballs (laughs) but that is quite an entertaining show too
1: indeed it
0: was yeah, it's a lot of fun watching turkeys like that, but it's more fun to get one or two of them standing in front of you at about 30 yards in right. full strut right. and showing off So and gobbling. So the plan was to get in there into that field that you saw all of those turkeys in the week prior. The plan was to get in there pretty early, and I think we were going to try to get in there around 6, you know, maybe a few minutes after 6, but we were running a little bit late. And it's kind of funny that we were running late because Friday night we were at your house eating dinner and you said, yeah, you know, it seems like the mornings that I have the most luck are the mornings that I run late getting into the woods. That's right. <laughs> and I think that may have been a little foreshadowing of our of our day it's, it's Saturday.
1: It's, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> So And we we were not intentionally running late though.
0: No. <laughs> <three miles> <laughs> no. We were not. And I can't even remember why we were running late because I thought we left your house pretty much on time. Right. I know we stopped and got a biscuit right. and a couple of snacks, but I didn't think that it had pushed us really any yeah. later than we should have been. Yeah, that, and, and I
1: don't I don't know if it had anything to do with the with dinner the night before or not, but uh <laughs> yeah i'll I'll just say this if you ever invite anybody turkey hunting with and they show up at your house and they have a fan and they ask you do you mind are you opposed to using a fan don't feed them tacos the night before (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah well i guess we'll we'll touch on that part of the story won't we (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> so we we get into the property and it's starting to crack day, and we stop, oh, we were i don't know maybe halfway back to that field we stopped and hooted a little bit, and right, I can't remember I don't think anything oh, you heard a bird in no, I heard a bird yeah. over yeah, in a, the
1: first one. yeah,
0: yeah, in a different direction than the field that we were right. going to, and I heard that bird gobble one time, and that was it. And so we continue to walk down towards this field, and we get, gosh, probably 25 yards from where the road turns and goes into the field, and Evan stops, and he looks, and he leans back to me, and he says, there are the turkeys. And they'd already, a good number of them had already landed out in the field. They'd flown down into the right. field. And right. There were there were several more that were continuing to fly down, right. While we they were are. standing there, yeah. And so I'm going to let you tell the story from that point.
1: Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we eased out. We're watching these birds, and we kind of slipped in the pines a little bit. We're just kind of, really, just kind of sitting there, just kind of like you said, Andy said, some birds were still flying out of the, out of the trees, and we were just kind of sitting there, just yeah, watching them. And there was there was a good many birds, I would say wasn't quite as many as the weekend before i would seen but it was still a lot of birds out there i don't know that what, what would you say andy probably 30 hens and was it four or five strutters out there
0: yeah i think there were five Something strutters like out there at one time yeah,
1: yeah yeah and this was probably what a good oh or probably what four or five hundred yards from us?
0: yes yeah that's it's a good sized field
1: yeah but yeah we just kind of Slip back into found kind of a little burn there, and inside the woodline, and kind of slipped behind that, and we were just kind of just kind of watching the birds, just trying to see kind of see which direction they were going, possibly trying to you know, sneak in front of them, and so like yeah, we sat there and watched them for I don't know, you know, time talk or tell time when you're when you're watching a show like that, but I would say probably a good 30, 45 minutes maybe.
0: Yeah, I would think so.
1: But, yeah, we watched them. They just kind of did their thing out there. It didn't really ease our way, kind of even away from us, really. So we continued watching them, and uh, a lot of the hens were kind of working out of the field, and the toms were getting close. So Andy pulls out the fan and says, you know, do you want to try, you know, before they get out of the field, just try you know, fanning them and possibly slipping out into the field toward, you know, in that direction. I said, no, you know, sure, whatever it takes, you know. So we kind of ease out to the edge of the field and he gets the fan and just says, you know, stick close behind me. And we just kind of crawled on our knees out toward the birds, just kind of eased out, ended up easing out, I don't know, several hundred, probably 200 yards maybe toward the birds. And they, I was, behind Andy <laughs> so I, I wasn't seeing a lot of what was going on I was just kind of he was got to give me play by play what was going on and I, from what he said the birds pretty much just but it, uh, the sand didn't spook them and us easing toward them didn't, didn't really spook them but they just weren't interested in confronting us so they kind of just eased out of the field I'm trying to remember what happened after that they just I guess we just kind of backed out and kind of regrouped and try to see what the next step we were going to or maybe we were going to make was.
0: Yeah we sat there for a while in the field uh, and yeah. I mean <laughs> we were just about in the middle of this huge right. field and we sat there holding the fan between us and the turkeys because a couple of those gobblers that were out there with all those hens were kind of hanging around the edge of that field they didn't act like they were in a hurry to walk off like the hens were and so we kind of stuck around there for a little bit and just trying to see what well first of all we were waiting on those birds to leave because i didn't want them to see us but secondly we wanted to see where they were going and so you know we sat there and in fact While we were sitting in that field, in the middle of that field, a couple of more hens tried to fly down in the field, but saw us and took off, you know, kind of veered off in another direction. So there were still turkeys in the tree, and that was at, golly, that that was a good...
1: 8.30?
0: Yeah, a good hour and a half after fly down, if not even longer, maybe two hours. Right, right. And so you know those while we were sitting there you mentioned to me that you thought you saw some of the hens move off to the left but the week before you said you had seen some turkeys go off to the right out of that you know when they left the back of that field but right. we kind of felt like because there was one hen that came from our right to our left in the back of that field and and there's some dead kudzu in the back of the field and we could see that hen kind of zigzagging in and out of that kudzu moving from our right to our left so we kind of felt like the majority of those turkeys went left which right in looking at the map and the way the land lays was perfect because there's some hard woods over there and there's a i'm going to call it a creek because the thing's about 15 feet deep The banks are, I should say. The creek, the water in it's about four inches deep, but the creek banks are huge. And so they were moving in that direction. So yeah, we backed out from there after we felt pretty comfortable that all of the turkeys were out of sight. We kind of backed out of there, went back to the road that ran into that field. And that's when you said, let's try to get in this ditch and make a move to the direction that those turkeys went.
1: Right. Right, yeah but like you said, where those the hardwoods off to the left of that field where i' I'd, I'd seen they that that big group there, the first group of hens that kind of broke off they kind of went toward those hardwoods and I had previous and and uh, I guess last year I had heard birds roosting up in those hardwoods and last year when I hung I'd never really been uh, I'd never gone up in those hardwoods i I don't know why, but when I did some preseason scouting this year, I went up in there and I, it was just turkey heaven. I walked yeah, I said, Man, why have I never been in here? Because it was, it was the perfect little area for birds just to kind of loaf around midday, you know, just kind of, you know, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And so all of you guys listening know this was, or this is Evan's second year to turkey hunt the place. So, You know, he's still learning it a little bit, but he spent a good bit of time on it last year and, you know, kind of learned some of the best ways to slip up to some of these fields without being seen. And that was very helpful. Right, right. Yeah, so we made the decision, since we were fairly sure as far as the direction that that big group of turkeys went, and we knew we wanted to go in that direction, too. So you said, let's go down and... Find a place to get down into the creek, into the ditch. Walk the ditch, and the ditch. What would you say as far as the distance between the ditch and the corner of that big field is at its closest point? Would you say it's eighty yards, maybe?
1: Yeah, from the from the field to the to the ditch. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, probably probably eighty, eighty, yeah, probably eighty hundred yards.
0: Yeah, so. We're in this ditch walking, and the you have to be careful in that ditch because the mud <laughs> is like walking on oil. It is yeah. slick, and yeah. you'll bust your rear end in there. So there's, there's a little foreshadowing as well. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we... We kind of snaked around in that ditch and snaked around, snaked around. And we kept pulling up on X and looking on the app to see where we were in relation to that back left corner of that field where we thought the turkeys had gone off, you know, kind of in that direction. And so we got pretty close to even with the back corner of that field. And what happened?
1: Yeah, we eased along and I guess I'm trying to remember if we just... uh, did, did we hear a bird, or did you actually just slip up and kind of peek just to see if we saw anything? I can't remember which one it was.
0: Yeah, so the crows flew in there in that little neck of hardwoods, and one of them must have lighted in a tree right above the big boss gobbler in there, and the crow called, and that joker gobbled. Yeah. And they were right, I mean, if we had been at a point where we could shoot, we could could have yeah. killed turkeys oh, right yeah. down there but we're oh, yeah. Definitely. 15 Definitely. feet below them
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and so it was at that point in time we start looking around we're trying to find a place to get up the bank because the ditch bank is sheer for probably a would say a 70 yard 75 yard stretch right there there was no right. place to yeah. climb that right so we had to backtrack a little bit which i never like to do if we know a turkey's going in one direction. I want to get out in right. front of them, but we just couldn't do that at that point. So, right. you know, we did as, the best that we could do for the time being, and slipped up to the edge of the hardwoods. Well, we climbed up the creek bank, got up there, to the edge of the hardwoods, and we plopped down. And I still don't know how those turkeys didn't see us, but they didn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess we well, we crawled up the bank, and I guess you know I, I let you go first. You kind of and you could see them, and you and I guess uh, there was some kind of downs here and there, and just mm-hmm. I guess there was just enough cover, you know, for us to uh, you know. I, and I guess I don't know if they were working away from us, so that ne- weren't necessarily necessarily facing our direction or what. But yeah, we worked up that up that bank and found the two closest trees, and just kind of set up, and we could see them. You could see them more than I could because I was kind of directly behind you. But, yeah, they were strutting in in those hardwoods and just kind of milling around. And I think we finally got out to pull out one of your slates and just kind of tried to just soft, you know, pull turns and clubs just, just a few times just to see if maybe they would kind of turn and ease our way. But, yeah, they just kind of, I guess they had their destination in mind so they just kind of kept easing on the way they were going
0: yeah they probably stayed in that little section of hardwoods there that little oak flat where we could see them they were probably in there for an hour when yeah, you think oh yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah because i was sitting behind you and i was constantly sliding down i was like can i move can i move like yeah. <laughs> yeah i know yeah. i know in your mind andy andy's like shut up and don't
0: move. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I wasn't terribly worried about that. But the, you know, he, Evan would say, I need to shift. Can I move? And I would ease my binoculars up and I'd scan in the woods up ahead of us and I'd say, no. <laughs> you know, if I could see... A turkey and and one of the turkeys i don't think he came out of strut the entire time i was watching him in yeah, that no. section of hardwoods right there and so i could see him pretty easily most of the time because as you know he's walking around in and out of those hardwoods and he looks like a dang volkswagen i mean he's huge yeah oh yeah and so I, evan would say i need shift can i move can i move now and I'd look for the binoculars. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any right now. You can move. No, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> so
1: I was kind of like the kid in the classroom that gets embarrassed and just is like slides down in his seat. You know, <laughs> that's the way I felt.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's at one point, Evan said. I need to shift around the tree more in your direction because I can't see it all and, and you're in the way and if something comes up here, I'm not going to be able to shoot. So I kind of shifted with him and shifted more around the left-hand side of the tree that I was on. Evan shifted more around the left-hand side of the tree he was on and oh, we were pretty good right there for about five minutes before the turkeys continued to move from our right to our left. And you said to me, I can't see them at all anymore. Can I move? Can I change trees? So I looked through the binoculars and I said, no, can't move. Because (laughs) at that point, I could see about three or four turkeys. And they're just milling around in these hardwoods. The hens are feeding. The gobblers are kind of showing off. The dominant one is anyway. And A couple of the others would go into strut every now and again, but they were feeding as well. So it kind of got to a point to where I could only see one or two of the turkeys. And I told Evan, I said, go ahead and move, move to this tree over here next to me. So Evan moved and I don't think he'd been there maybe a minute or two before the turkeys just kind of eased off away from us. Right. And we sat there for another 30 minutes right. about, and tried still soft calling to see if we could get them to come in. Nothing was working. They weren't really responding to calls. And my thought was while I was sitting against the tree was that maybe they had seen a little bit of movement where we were, you know, roughly 80 to 100 yards away from them. And it wasn't enough to spook them, it was just enough to make them a little uncomfortable and make them kind of ease off a little bit. So after we sat there for about 30 minutes, I looked over to Evan and I said, I haven't seen a turkey in a while. Let's see if we can't get back down in the ditch and walk up and try to get ahead of them. So we did just that. We kind of crawled back to the creek, to the ditch, got down the bank, got into the bottom of the ditch, and started moving along the ditch to try to get out in front of them. And Again, we're looking at Onyx and we're trying to figure out where we think the turkeys might be in relation to where we are. And then we're looking at the the banks on the ditch, trying to figure out where can we climb up so that we can get to where we can see. And all of a sudden, a turkey gobbles again, Yes, <laughs> right above us.
1: Right above us, yes. <laughs>
0: I really, I don't think that turkey could have been more than 10 yards off the edge of the yeah. creek bank when he gobbled.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say, 10 yards. Yeah, we were, like I like said, we had back down in the creek, and we probably went another, I don't know, 100, 150 yards maybe, something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were just kind of standing there, just kind of, like I said, kind of looking at the onyx map, which is, uh, it's super helpful. You know, just for that very purpose, you know what we were looking for. But yeah, you know, we were just standing there, kind of just trying to decide what we were going to do, just kind of looking to see if there was a place to slip up, and just bam, he just hammers right—I mean, just literally right up on our heads. So we're, we're like, okay, what are we doing now? You know, because we're down in the bottom of the ditch, yeah. and you know, I guess where we were, it was almost like a—it was a curve in the in the ditch, and. On the side the the birds were on was on the outer section of it. So, like you said, it was before about the ditch. I mean, it was there was there was no climbing up that side of the ditch right there. I mean, it no. was just straight. I mean, it almost the bank almost came back out toward the top. I mean, it was just straight up. It, yeah. it, it was not even yeah, it was not even in question. So, so, yeah, on the opposite side, there was actually kind of a little stair step, that kind of about halfway up the bank. There was kind of a little flat section, and it kind of eased up the top. So I said, well, I'll just pick up right here and just kind of see, just kind of try to ease over and just see if I can just see just the top of my head or just anything. So I kind of slip up about halfway up the bank, and I'm just, and can't see over the edge of it, really, so I kind of ease up a little bit higher, and I get pretty much to the top of the bank on the opposite side, and there's a turkey head probably, I don't know, 30 yards away from me, and he's just kind of easing to my right, and I couldn't tell what it was. I was pretty sure it was the, the doppler we just heard, but I wasn't for sure. I couldn't dock. That's barely caught a glimpse of the top of his head, but at the same time, probably 75 yards to my right, on the opposite side of the creek. I don't know. It was like four or five hens. Just I don't know if they caught a glimpse of me or what it was, but it just kind of flushed up and just flew off. I mean, they literally flew up, went over the trees, and back out into that field we initially saw them in. And so I kind of slipped back down, and I'm like, oh, crap, Andy, you know, we screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. So we stand there for, what, I don't know, a few more minutes trying to just kind of decide what, what the next move is, and I'll be darned bam, he just hits it again right there. So, yeah, I'll, I'll let you take it for
0: <laughs> Well, at that point, I was just kind of looking around because, like Evan said, there was no way to get up the bank on the side of the creek that the turkeys were on. The, it's just sheer, slick mud. There is absolutely no way to get up there. And so, after looking around, looking around, looking around, racking my brain about what to do, I said, Evan, how wide do you think this creek is? 25 yards? And he said, yeah, 20, 25 yards. And so I said, well, what do you think about us just slipping back up the opposite bank, the one you just came down, and getting up to where we can at least see the, you know, some of the other bank? on the other side of the ditch, you know, see the top of that bank and see if we can't call that turkey in there to us. And he said, well, and I said, you know, I I think if we can get the turkey 20 yards within the edge of the creek or the ditch bank, I think we can kill him. And he kind of looks at it and he says, well, let's try it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think Try to get up there and maybe stay below the top of the bank and get back to this big tree. Maybe. I don't know. Right That's where he sounded like he was when he gobbled. So let me ask you this. Do we want to sit right here and call and see if he'll poke his head up? How far was he? I mean, barely. See the tree's end. Yeah. Right there. Oh, he's gullible then. This has one from here to there is twenty five yards. Yeah. You think?
0: So I went up the creek bank first and I got up to the first stair step of the creek bank on the side that's opposite the side where the turkeys are. And I stop and I look, and I don't see anything. And I'm still at this point, I would say the level of my eyes is about six to eight feet below the top of the creek bank right. on the opposite side. Yeah. And so I start up. From the first little stair step or terrace on the opposite bank to the second one. And I get up to the second one, and Evan starts up and gets to the first one, gets to the second one, and he had no sooner stepped on that second terrace when we hear
2: <laughs>
0: back behind us. And I thought, hmm, there's no reason for us to call now. Right. <laughs> We're between a hen that is yelping and four or five gobblers. <laughs> I like the setup, except there's this huge ditch or creek between us and the gobblers. So that hen keeps calling and is getting closer and closer, and I can hear her walking in the leaves. I'm standing to Evan's left, what, maybe. Two feet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, mean, maybe a foot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We were pretty
0: close together. And so I turned my body to the left because the thought crossed my mind there may be a gobbler with that hen
1: that's calling. And she sounded, yeah, she sounded close. I mean, she sounded, like I said, you could hear her scratching in the leaves pretty good. I mean, she sounded close.
0: Yeah. So I turned my head to the left, don't see anything, turned my body to the left, and I now have my back to Evan, and I'm looking for this hen. And all of a sudden, I hear, there's a gobbler. Don't move. So I cut my (laughs) eyes to the right, and I can't even see Evan. I don't see a gobbler. And he said, shoot him. He's just standing there. (laughs) So I can't see anything. I turn my head to the right, thinking he's going to putt and run any second. Turn my head to the right. I still don't see anything. I turn my body. I start turning my body to the right, and I make eye. I make eye contact with the gobbler standing on the opposite side of the creek, and I think he's going to put and run any second.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, he it, it was literally. I mean, he was probably. I don't know, thirty yards to the right of where we heard him gobble, and I and I was kind of focusing on that that direction. Because, like you said, we were kind of halfway up that, that ditch bank, and then all of a sudden I just caught some movement out of the corner of my eye and just kind of looked in there. I mean, he just literally came. I mean, he was probably within five, ten yards of the edge of the bank. just kind I get it, and I, I'm assuming he was coming looking for the hand.
0: Yeah, so when I get a visual on that turkey, I start moving my gun because I'm a right-handed shooter. I've got the buttstock in my right hand, and I've got the forearm or the end of the— pump shotgun in my left hand, and the turkey is off to my right, so I've got to swing way around and get the gun up, but I'm just moving slowly, smoothly, just very gradually moving. And I'm thinking he's going to putt. He's about to run. He's He's getting ready to go. And then the sling, I was holding my sling in my left hand and my sling slipped out of my fingers and fell. Of course, it's attached to both ends of the gun. So it didn't fall far, but it fell, you know, 10 inches. And I thought that movement, Real quick movement's going to spook him. And he's still standing there. And I click the safety off and I get the sight on him and boom <laughs> rolled him.
1: Yeah.
2: Now <laughs> oh, my head's turning
0: so we had a very 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 quick brief celebration a back slap (laughs) a quick handshake and then we hear and i look over in the direction where i just shot that turkey and i said there's another gobbler right there
1: yeah So yeah, I, I raised my gun. Like I said, I wasn't even through that time. I mean, I, I, all we could see was that one that one bird. And yeah, I mean, it, it, I was just I, I was kind of in shock at what had just happened. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was just uh, the last thing I was thinking that hey, another guy was going to walk up to the edge of the ditch bank and look <laughs> and see <laughs> what all this noise is. <laughs> and yeah, lo and behold. Here came another one. <laughs> so, yeah, I raised my gun up and bam! And he went to flopping. And, t- <laughs> and we kind of both just turned and looked at each other and was like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's one. Here's one.
2: Bear bear! <laughs> oh that's the the buff colored one i think is i can't tell which one you shot but i think I saw, I saw, I saw you your bird. yours yeah. yours is the, i think is the
0: farthest one but oh. i don't know it doesn't matter if we kill turkeys
2: There and let me go.
1: I thought I saw you felt moving. I said, "Well, he can, get, he can obviously take a shot." And he just didn't move. And then
2: when my sling slipped out of my fingers and dropped, I said, "That's just too quick of a movement. He's gone." But he, that joker, ass. Yes. Thanks, buddy. Oh, I love it.
0: So after that happened, yeah, I slap Evan on the back. I'm like, Heck yeah, man, that's awesome. Good job. And he kinda looks at me and he's like, Did I get him? (laughs) Because Evan's turkey was probably I think that turkey was probably fifty yards from us.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good yeah, thirty yards behind the other one here.
0: Yeah, Evan is shooting his 20 gauge with TSS and just waxed that turkey. Yeah. (laughs) And so Evan climbs down the bank and I'm still sitting there and I'm kind of like in shock and, you know, celebrating (laughs) and in shock at the same time. So Evan goes across the, he gets down to the, the bottom of the ditch, goes across the little Creek there, starts up one of the banks and it's, it's really not somewhere you would choose to cross Yeah. and he slips down and he starts back up and he slips down again. And and as he starts back up, I said, Evan, I'm not getting fresh with you. And I took my hand and I just shoved his rear end and he, he made it up to the next level and was able to grab onto a, a tree root and get himself pulled up. And so that left me down there by myself Evan's legs are longer than mine. Almost everybody's legs are longer than mine for that matter. And I'm looking at this creek bank thinking, I may be here the rest of my life. And so I took a step up and I took another step and then I slid back down. And when I slid down my gun, which I had slung over my shoulder, the barrel of my gun goes from being up by my head to completely flipped, and now the buttstock of the gun is by my head, and the barrel of my gun is jammed into the mud in the creek bank. (laughs) First thought that goes through my mind is, well, there goes my front bead on my sight. (laughs) And so I pulled the gun around and I looked at it, cleaned it, the, the sight was still there, and so I cleaned the mud off of it. Well, I just wiped the mud off of it good enough, And slung the gun around my neck and over my shoulder, and took one step and a big, kind of a bigger step, and grabbed a hold of a tree root and was able to get myself pulled up from there and and get up there. And I look over, and Evan's standing on his turkey, and he points over to where mine was, and I get over there. And mine was the bird that we think was the dominant turkey because the dominant turkey had lighter tips on his tail fan feathers. I mean, to the point where it looks like a Rio, Yeah. very buff colored and just absolutely, both of them really were just absolutely beautiful turkeys. And they were almost twins. I think, was your, was the beard on your turkey longer than mine? I think it was, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think mine was. I don't know, just, I don't know, it was like 10 and a half, 10, somewhere between 10 and a half and what yours was just of 10, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think
0: mine was nine and three quarters, some, something yeah. like that. And the spurs were identical. Yeah. And I think we may have figured out why the bird that I shot was the dominant bird and yours was the subordinate bird when we weighed them.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Because yeah, we had to, do- to double-check our stance. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah, because I, I didn't really believe it. My turkey was almost four pounds heavier than Evan's. Yeah. And to look at the spurs, you know, and I think that's how we all try to age turkeys, and it's not a perfect way of doing it, but I don't know that there is a perfect way of doing it. To me, they both seem to be the same age. The spurs yeah. Yeah, on your bird were just as sharp and just as long as the spurs on my bird. And I don't know, I guess mine had been maybe eating in the, the ag field that had the genetically modified soybeans in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Andy, one thing you did forget to mention, before all this happened, what when we, like I said, we slipped up the bank and we're sitting on the trees watching the birds, and we slipped back in the ditch. And after all this unfolded, so, you know what? almost asked if you wanted to go, just go grab a bite to eat and come back.
0: <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, yes. After the birds slipped off on us and we got back in that ditch, I was about 30 seconds away from asking Evan if he wanted to just slip out, go grab a bite to eat for lunch, get a barbecue sandwich, and come back and... and be in the same area after lunch and i am glad i did not open my mouth and yeah, say that
1: yeah yeah i, really yeah, I think we looked it was it was what 12 i believe is yeah when we shot them. yeah
0: so yeah and you know i really think and i said this the other day when we were hunting together i really think that the whole key to our success in that hunt was just remaining in the area That those turkeys were in. Right. We knew that they were there, and at some point in time, we knew that somebody was going to screw up. Yeah. We just didn't know if it was going to be us or the turkeys.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. More than likely, uh, normally it's me that screws up. But yeah. I'm there. Yeah. 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 And and that and another thing we didn't mention is all this morning is I mean they had been I mean they had been gobbling fairly good that morning. Uh, up yeah. some week we haven't missed it, you know. Not just a ton, but I mean I would say what we heard them they were gobbling probably every I don't know every thirty minutes, forty five minutes at least we heard, you know. Enough to keep them in check, kind of just to to at least know roughly hey they're is somewhat in this general direction, you know.
0: Right. But. Yeah, that helps immensely, as you yeah, know. Fortunately for us, the way that land lays and, and with the the topographical features in that piece of property with the <laughs> creeks running through there and everything else and the, the hills around the fields in some areas, you know, that was a key to us being able to stay right in there with them undetected. Yes for the majority of the day. And so it was really an exciting hunt. You know, it it was not your typical textbook get in there, sit on a tree, call the turkey in to 30 35 40 yards and shoot him. Right. It wasn't that textbook type hunt, but to get in there and stay tight with those turkeys for as long as you and I were tight with them, that's pretty darn challenging.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, it, and I think you know something I've heard you mention before is patience. I think, I think in in our case that day, I mean, really our patience. I, I would say the only time we really got kind of aggressive with them was early that morning when we tried to fan them. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, we stayed. And, and I think that that one time that, that you got out your slate and kind of hurt to them a little bit, I believe that was almost the only time we called to them. You that's know, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And to me,
0: calling in that situation is kind of futile. But uh, when there's that many hens around, it really doesn't seem like to me that calling to turkeys does a whole lot of good.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: But I was really just trying to call and make contact with the hens to maybe coax them into coming a little bit closer or to make them feel more comfortable to where they would just continue to mill around. And hopefully they mill around by us and right. drag one of those gobblers along mm-hmm. with them. But yeah, when you and I were in the field and we made our move towards those turkeys using the fan and the turkeys just kind of eased off, that told me we're not dealing with aggressive turkeys right now. And so we don't need to have aggressive tactics right in, in trying to kill them. You know, we need to kind of play their game and and just hang in there with them. And fortunately, they told us often enough where they were for us to be able to to stay in there tight with them. But, man, I got to tell you, after hunting Mississippi, that was my fifth time in the state hunting over the past 12 months. I was fired up. (laughs) Let
1: me tell you, the, the pressure I I felt a lot of pressure. You know, we have been talking about this for several months, trying to get everything kind of planned and in the work. But yeah, as as the days grew closer, I was like, man, pressure's on me to deliver. Uh, they, I, you know, I was I was like, man, I, I just hope we see some birds. You know, that, that would be my luck. You know, invite Andy over here and just and at the end of the weekend, him look at me and was like, are you sure that's turkey? <laughs> you know. So that that first that morning, like that's the only morning we went out. Yeah, that when we got out there and all those birds got there. That that relieved me quite a bit, and and and, and to definitely connect on. Not one, but two. I was just, yeah, we took the birds home. Like, we stopped and grabbed a bite to eat and then went home. (laughs) And I got to, and we had a good front yard, redneck, turkey cleaning party. All the neighbors came by the fair and just.
0: All of the uh, neighbors. When he says all the neighbors, I mean all (laughs) of the neighbors came by.
1: Now, keep in mind, this was, you know, this was Saturday afternoon, you know, good days, so everybody's out and out and about. But. beautiful yeah everybody was so everybody was it, it was nice to have everybody kind of come over and just kind of celebrate with us a little bit yeah
0: it really was a special day it was a great hunt and you know we had a pretty good hamburger and a couple of cold beers after that hunt and that was a nice way to celebrate
1: it was it was
0: definitely yeah and you didn't tell the listeners that one of the reasons that you were stressing and sweating so much about being able to see you know, even see a turkey is because the landowner told you that the farmers sprayed the fields.
1: Right. That right. Yeah. And it, yeah. And last year when I hunted the property, it was, you know, super wet that spring and it just, there was just the weather was not cooperating with them really working much, you know, doing, uh, preparing the plant crops and stuff. But this year, the, it, it was it wasn't quite as wet, or at least it, it was it was dry enough for them to get out there a little earlier than normal. And yeah, they had, the week like this well, actually several. I don't know, maybe it was a week before they had sprayed. You know, the burn down on all the the winter grasses and stuff. And yeah, and, and they had told me, you know, hey, look, when they spray, the birds just they leave the county. They might as well just stay at home and just don't waste your time. So. Yeah, we know that that may not be the, the gospel <laughs> now. Yeah.
0: yeah, that didn't look like the gospel to me Saturday.
1: No, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we took a bunch of pictures. and Yes. You know, I, I told you, Evan, that that was one of my things before the season started that I told myself I was going to do was to take better pictures of my trophies from this year, from this season, because... For the past several years, really all I've been doing is taking selfies. And, yeah. you know, as to me, as goofy as that is, you know, it's, it's more or less a way for me to send a picture to all of my hunting buddies to say, look, I got a bird today, yeah. but it's oh, yeah. not yeah. something that I'm necessarily going to hang on to or ever <laughs> put in a picture frame. And so, all right. All right. you know, the turkeys are just too pretty of an animal. Oh, yeah and too awesome of an animal to not take some really good pictures. And so we took quite a few pictures Saturday and and have shared those with each other. And so, you know, Evan's posted a few of them on Instagram and Facebook and, i posted a few of them on Twitter, and so it's it, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've
1: enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I've I'm i always been big on pictures and, and listening, you know, trying to catch up, you know, in some of your past episodes. I listened to one episode where you had Dave Owens on, and, and one thing he really said that struck a chord with me and just really hit home with me was, you know, talk about, you know, when you harvest a bird like that, you know, they, like you said, you said they beat the odds from... From the egg, you know to where they are now they beat the eyes. of i mean it's just such a you know it just you just don't really think about how what all they went through to make it to where they were and and like you said i think it just it it, it only does the bird justice to to really you know take the take a minute and take some good pictures like you said one of one of his big gripes was i think he said something to the effect of you know somebody plopping it up on a uh a tailgate and just kind of just not you know just not showing i mean they're, they're such you know uh, somebody's not a turkey hunter does not really get the full grasp of how you know how beautiful uh the wild turkey is i mean mm-hmm. it's just it's just something i don't think you can really appreciate you see one in person it's just but yeah that's one thing that yeah like i said i'm i'm big on pictures because that to, to me that's just showing respect to the, to the bird, just that, that, Hey, you know, you took it, like I said, took it, took its life. The least you can do is uh, take a few extra minutes and take some, some good pictures. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got some good ones.
1: Yeah, we did. We did. So, yeah, I was
0: excited <laughs> about that, but I'm telling you, I am still riding the high of yes, me too. <laughs> that hunt and, you know, getting to mark Mississippi off the list getting to harvest another turkey, getting to watch the show that we got to watch Saturday, getting to know you and hunt with you, and getting to know your family just made that trip. All those things combined, you know, I couldn't have asked for a a better trip, and I appreciate you inviting me to come and hunt with you. I appreciate you following through on that invite and getting me out there. And, you know, had I come out there and not even seen a turkey, if spring those fields had run them off and I had not seen a turkey, it still would have been one of my favorite hunts of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I could, I'm glad you were able to come and the, the weather cooperated. And, the, and I'm definitely glad that I was able to help you mark Mississippi off the list and as, as my neighbor put it, I think when we were over there having our, our post celebration in the driveway, he said something to the effect of, "All right, Andy, you can take your take your rear end back to Alabama now. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of Mississippi." <laughs> <laughs> and, and i and I, I think i hopefully i like i told you I, I hopefully I'm in good graces with your wife now get you get you back a day early and <laughs> spend a little you know at least at least get get you back save one day home or during church season, which I'm sure is a pretty rare occurrence
0: <laughs> it is a rare occurrence and <laughs> I, I can't remember if I told you what happened to me Sunday morning, so I was going to get up and go. Hunting for a couple of hours Sunday morning. I wasn't going to go for long because my wife and my son's girlfriend had been planning a surprise party for my son's 30th birthday. And so, I mean, for a couple of months, they've been planning this. And the party for him was the day, was the Sunday of last weekend. When I just spent Friday and Saturday with Evan. And so my plan originally was to just stay to hunt Friday afternoon, Saturday, and Sunday morning with Evan. And then scoot back to Birmingham for the party. Well, after after we killed Saturday, I hung around, hung around. We cleaned the birds. And I said, Evan, I I really hate to do this because I want to hunt with you tomorrow. But I'm going to take off and get back home You know, it'll make my wife happy to have me there and have me be able to help her get ready for that party. So her plan was to get up at about 8 o'clock Sunday morning. Well, my plan was to go out into the woods for a couple hours and try to be home about 9. And so, you know, and help her the rest of the day. Well, she sabotaged my plan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unbeknownst to me over the course of the five days that I was hunting last week my alarm clock was going off every morning at about 4:45 and waking her up <laughs> so she doesn't know how to work my alarm clock well let me step back and rephrase that the only thing that she knows how to work on my alarm clock is the volume knob <laughs> and the volume was turned all the way down so, guess who didn't get up Sunday morning to go hunting?
1: Andy. You got it. So,
0: I built up some big brownie points with her. I can't tell you how many times she told me I was her hero, which is always nice to hear from your wife. It is. Anytime, especially during turkey season, but it's, it's early in turkey oh, yeah. season, so that'll change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go from being her hero to being her zero in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enjoy your life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you're in good graces with her as of today. I'm still in good graces with her, and so <laughs> I have a feeling that my good graces will run out much sooner than yours will. <laughs> But it was awesome, man. I really do appreciate it again, and I'm glad Definitely. that You're very welcome that the hunt turned out the way that it did for both of us it was it was really great, and for me, that was my second double in about 48 hours
1: yes yeah and and, and it's funny you said that because i, I, I after that after we had connected on the birds and I, I told you I, I said, I almost asked you beforehand had you ever doubled and you know in a week's time i said no i don't want to kinks i said we're we're, we're just trying to get one bird here i i I don't need to that's yeah that's that'll never happen (laughs) but yeah that's that that was this was actually my first double i've ever and i hunt a lot by myself so yeah but yeah it was definitely it's fun to celebrate uh just killing one bird but yeah when when you connect on two like that and have somebody to To celebrate with, man, I tell you what, it's no better feeling, especially after sticking with them all morning and just the fruits of your labor paying off.
0: No doubt, very cool. Well, man, I invited you to come hunt with me in Alabama, and that invitation is open. And I will be upset if you don't take me up on that. And I know you've got a full (laughs) plate for the 2019 turkey season, but we need to get some dates on the calendar for 2020. So.
1: Definitely, definitely. Let's, I will definitely take you up on that.
0: Let's do that sooner rather than later, and talk about pressure. Yes. Now the pressure is on me. <laughs> so, I don't know. You may get over here, and there may not be a turkey within thirty miles of anywhere I'm hunting. But we'll give it a run. If nothing yes. else, maybe we can find a place with a good hamburger and a, and a cold beer.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that I, I would settle for that. That point.
0: good deal man well thank you again for the hunt thank you for the hospitality thank you to your family for welcoming me into their home into your home and thanks for taking time out of your night to come on the show and share the story with us
1: definitely definitely yeah thanks again for coming over and glad we were able to connect on one and yeah i really enjoyed the the time we spent together i think we got to during the hunt, we didn't obviously weren't talking a lot, but after the fact, uh, we went to grab the burger. We were able to sit down and I guess learn a little bit more about each other. That was I, I really enjoyed that. Also, just kind of sitting down and just talking about life. That was fun. I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. It was a good time all the way around. Well, good deal, man. Well, obviously you and I are going to stay in touch, but I expect to see a picture with you and the dead turkeys here in the next couple of days. So <laughs> I'm counting on you to oh, deliver. I'll
1: try. Oh, I'll
0: try. I'll try. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you, Evan. Have a great night. We'll talk again soon.
1: All right. Same to you, Amy. All Good right, night. Buddy. Bye.
0: All right. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I certainly did. It was so nice to mark Mississippi off of my list. I had to work for it there. But what's kind of crazy is I almost didn't have to work for it. I almost one upped Cameron by almost killing a turkey. On public land 15 minutes after arriving on it on my first trip to Mississippi. You may remember that story from last year, but it didn't happen. So I had to make several more trips back to Mississippi until, thankfully, I made it happen with Evan. So Evan, thank you. I really appreciate it once again. I appreciate the hospitality and you and your family putting me up for a couple of nights it was a great time and i'm looking forward to having you come to alabama to hunt next spring so that is all that i've got for you guys today but if you would do me a favor i would really appreciate it if you have not already left a five-star rating and a review for the turkey hunter podcast if you would do that for me i'd be very appreciative you can leave that rating and review on your podcast player application which, if you're listening to the premium subscription, is only available on Podbean. So you can go leave a review and a rating on Podbean, but you can also go leave a rating and a review on iTunes or any of the other podcast player applications as well. So I thank you in advance for that. And I also thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again
2: next week. Goodbye. Well, I love my She never looks so a good me.